the Comedy Zone podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Jason Allen Key. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hey, uh, hey, hey. Sorry about that. <laughs> Welcome to the Comedy Zone Podcast, everybody. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're here. We are here. Look at that. We're here with the, the we got the, the band is here, the full band, the full boat. Voltron is fully Voltron, formed. That's right. This Voltron, I'm excited. Will Jacobs. I am Will Jacobs is here. This is, <laughs> that is what they call me it, in the streets. I am Will Jacobs is in the building. It's very exciting to be yes. here with you. It's been a while. It's been a minute since it, we were it, together. It's been a little bit, man. Yeah. I was. It's been like a month? It's probably. Yeah, life's gotten in the way a little bit. Life's gotten in the way, man. Well, I mean, we're all superstars. Yeah. So, you know, things have been busy. Lots you are of not moving lying. parts. There was a holiday. Holiday fell in there. Which one? Thanksgiving. That's right. Thanksgiving mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. We so we were really big. and then Thanksgiving hangover. Yeah, you got sick last week. Right? I got sick last yeah, week. Yeah, that's it, right. It wasn't good. I was all prepared to be here and you know regale you with amazing <laughs> tales of comedy exploits. And we were here for that. We were here. We you, were I know. Ready. Everybody was yeah. waiting with bated breath. I know. Mm-hmm. Social media told me. <laughs> and uh, you know, I just I got a headache and then I started getting chills. And what I think is happening is my son is in like pre preschool. Oh God, he's, so a, he's, he's a petri dish right now. He, exactly, yeah. it's like outbreak all the time. <laughs> so he, I got sick fooling with him, and uh, I had to miss the podcast. But I'm I'm yeah. I'm back and better than ever. We're back. We have a special show today. Very special. Very special. We have we have a special guest. Also, we should say hi to Brian. What's up, Balto? How you doing? Hey, today? I'm good. How are you guys? Yeah. Wait, we're good. All right. Here's we, how special our guest is. <laughs> <laughs> our special guest was late. Yeah. Uh, but we still had her on. <laughs> so that that speaks to that <laughs> seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. I wish this was on video. No, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you even wrote it on on when in your response. Okay. <laughs> Which shock, okay. It shocked me because our guest yes. is never late for no, anything. No, no. She she is prompt. We should probably get into it. So you, she is based in Charlotte. She performs all over the state and the world. Uh, she was named one of uh, Comedians to Know in Charlotte by Charlotte Five. She MCs at the Comedy Zone and, and has opened for Dusty Slay, Dale Jones, Grammarly, Sean Jones, many, many more. Lauren Ansley is here, everybody. <laughs> yes. And now she's dying to respond <laughs> to, to what just happened. Tell us what really happened. I Lauren. was like, no, I was 10 minutes early. I got here at 7.20. It was at 7.30. No, okay, 7 o'clock. I apologize to all of you in the room and to the viewers because you had to wait for me for... 20 minutes to hear this podcast because I'm assuming it's going to be released 20 minutes later than normal. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, how, it that's how this works. Yeah. That's, that's right. Good call. That the is thing is, Lauren, so is that none of us are ever late ever for nope. anything, especially so, me. Yeah, never. So late. people know, the listeners of the show would understand that we're never ever late to anything. So you're in good company. <laughs> I don't consider myself late. I consider myself early for next week's podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's no. it. Yes, you've been late for that one too. Sometimes, <laughs> for being, for being honest. 
Uh, well, so we're, we're welcome, glad we're here. Welcome. We're glad you're here. This is great, Laura. Thanks. Thanks Thank for coming. Thank you for having me. Speaking of, of being <clears throat> sick, you want to tell everybody she's... Oh, yeah, I'm Hepatitis. She's playing hurt. She's playing hurt today. <laughs> it's that change of season cold that yeah. makes you 20 minutes late and you think you're 10 minutes early. It's oh, that thing. Oh, that one. <laughs> Ooh, one of those time-shifting colds. Yeah. Oh, those are rough. Oof. They'll get you. They'll get you every time. But we are glad. Well, you and I have talked about this. I've wanted you on the show for a while. Will said no, and I was like, no, listen, we're going to have her on, <laughs> yeah. and that it's going to be fun. I knew she'd be late. That's why I, that's why I told you that. I know how Lauren, I know how she rolls. Yeah, that's good. Glad you're here. Glad you made time from your busy schedule to be here. I was taking a nap. That was very, Is that right? very important. Thank you for having me. Well, you work. I mean, you, you are among many things. You're not just a comedian and a producer. You also have. A day job, right? Um, no, actually. No. <laughs> wow. Way to way do, to your, do research. your research. Walked right into that one. <laughs> Hang on. No, wait. We has that changed? No, I have not made the formal announcement, but I think Brian knows because yes. Brian and I have been in oh, cahoots good. with each other. But yeah, back in September, I was like, you know what? <laughs> we'll I'm change. quitting my day job. So yeah, sweet. Uh, when was we this? just broke news? I think <laughs> Will was just shaking his head. Yeah. That was a terrible idea. I know this. I know this now. <laughs> no, no, I'm not shaking my head at that. Before we me? started, <laughs> I said, Jason, why don't you take the lead on this one? You got it, man. First thing he does, yeah, is evidence his lack of research. Yep. Well, <laughs> That's well, fair. to be fair, the first thing you did was call me out for being late. So I think yes. it's a tie, right? That is, but I was accurate. He was. <laughs> he, <laughs> He starts off with, you got a day job. No, I don't. Okay. I was napping. That's where we are now. She said I was napping. Not only did she say, I don't have a job. She's like, I wasn't doing shit while I wasn't here. Way to know our guest, Good gr- Jason. <laughs> we do know each other well. Yeah. Many years. Yeah. Like, at least two. Two, two and a half. You just don't know <laughs> her occupation or whether she's no. doing one. No, I've, I've admired. She has had these amazing stories over the years of, of different things that have happened, like Poop and packages and things, and, and it's been. Oh my god! Yeah, see, yeah. And were you not mm-hmm. supposed to? No, I've just forgot that it happened. Yeah. I forced it out of my memory. Okay, let me explain because this sounds very. Yeah, I'm gonna have to hear this. Yeah, I want to hear this one too. Okay, so um, my last job, uh, and I still do work with them, uh, contract work, but um. Oh, God, just yes. <laughs> I'm feeling so good about things. You're, Go you're on, sorry. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> But um, so we got some return mail, and somehow someone's medical sample got put into the case of catalogs that came back to us, and it was a stool sample for, I'm assuming, drug testing for an employer or for some type of cancer or something. So, oh, wow. Whoa. Those are, yeah. that's big swings there from so one to sh- the other. Yeah. yeah, I got a shit package. Like, you got a shit package. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, I did uh, not open it. In case anyone's wondering, it just went right in the trash. But was it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, let the janitor <laughs> do <we> it. Let <laughs> 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 You're like a biohazard trash can <laughs> there. <laughs> Good stuff. I <laughs> forgot about that. Thanks yeah. for bringing that up. Yeah. Well, as I said, you're a community. You do other things. Uh, one thing in particular that I've admired you uh, for doing this, Beerly Funny. You were a producer mm-hmm. of a number of shows. Yes. Well, tell us a little bit about Beerly Funny. Sure. So it's beer like the drink, L-Y. <laughs> Get it? Beerly Funny. Oh, Get it? Oh, yeah. That's a humdinger. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's my show production. And it started back in um, June 2019. 
where I was, uh, my first show was at Bold Missy Brewery, which shout out to Bold Missy. They are the first and only 100% woman-owned brewery in Charlotte. All right. All right. All there, yeah. 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 I love shout that. Out to Bold I like Missy. that. They've just turned two not too long ago. And um, all their beers are inspired and named after influential women in history. So uh-huh. I walked in there. I was looking for a space because I wanted to produce my own show. And I walked in there and I just knew it was meant to be. And I talked with... Uh, um, barroom manager at Libby and she was lovely and the whole staff has been incredible and we've just uh, hosted our seventh show there so it's a monthly showcase and we've added a second monthly show there and it's an all women only open mic it's a ladies night open mic oh I love that so it's love not just idea. comedy it's comedy poetry uh, spoken word and music that's great. So that's great it's a way for ladies to just feel more comfortable on stage it's a very accepting open space and um, get some stage time in I'm, here, I'm hearing a theme here What's the thing? So, about, yeah, about yeah. So women, women, and, women empowerment. I actually just heard recently a statistic that twenty percent of comics are women. So that means eighty percent of comics are men. So it's definitely a male-dominated field. And um, any Ugh, way that we can, I hate those. I know, yeah. right? Yeah, Ugh. yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> I'm surrounded by men, as I <laughs> yes. say. Uh, Where's the door? Is that a <laughs> <Or box? yeah. laughs> um, to her point? For example, no wonder she came late. <laughs> <laughs> so right, this room right. exactly seventy-five percent male. Sausage party, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> right? It's also yeah. soundproof. So I'm realizing my error. Yeah, that's it's not. I'm planning. Goodness. <laughs> but no, so I've grown to to several different other venues and grown out of Charlotte as well. So. Um, uh, currently have shows in Lincolnton, brand new show in Waxhaw next month, um, Concord, Harrisburg, uh, in addition to Charlotte. Uh, all under all under the Beerly Funny sort That's of uh, yep. name. And, and you, are you hosting all of them? Are you? What, I am how? currently hosting all of them. So Crystal Ramey, who I know has been on the show previously. Mm-hmm. She's Friend of the podcast. Yeah. Of the podcast. Yeah. yeah, shout out to Crystal. She mm-hmm. was uh, guest host for the open mic for two months because I had a conflict with other shows. But in general, yeah, I host all my shows currently. Wow, so you're yeah. you are staying very busy. Why the stage uh, time? I love it. Why did you want to produce? Oh, that is a good question. So I was actually helping someone else um, produce a show, and um, I just realized that I have a background in event planning, and sales, and customer service, and um, marketing. That's my that was what I went to school for. And so I was like, you know, I really would like to offer these opportunities and kind of just do my own show and do and be able to have carte blanche control over it, and um, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> There's sign language going yeah, on. That's right. right. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she wanted to throw someone in particular under the bus. Oh, is that show. what it is? Yeah. Okay. She said, I don't want to. Because we specialize name in that. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to check. Yeah. See? Next topic. Question. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, Let's keep it beerly. We're going to keep it we're beerly a podcast. Beerly All right. professional right here. That's what we're doing. <laughs> See, that's good. No, I, I appreciate that. You're, you don't want to you know, call anybody out. But, you know, Will and I, we were just talking about this before uh, before you got here late. Uh, <laughs> about, to some degree, is creating, creating your own work, not waiting around for somebody to give yeah. you time, mm-hmm. not waiting around yeah. to yeah. to help you. You mm-hmm. kind of create your own path, and that sounds like that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, uh, important note that neither Will nor I have ever been on one of your shows. I have invited both of you to be on the show. I cannot afford Will. He is too much of a man. In so many ways, you don't even realize, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Holy um, shit. Many Truer words. Word, <laughs> I've never been. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Holy shit. That's awesome. <laughs> 
awesome. God damn it. We were talking about that before the show, too. And you're too busy. I've tried to get you on the show, and, and so you guys just... We are going to land on a date. You're playing hard to get. But so. I, that was really more for Will. Lord, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember you asking me to be Go to your messages. Pull Ooh, them up. Yikes. We can We can do it right here. And I've also talked to Brian about it, yes, but that's he, true. he declined as well. Let so. the record show that there is evidence somewhere about Will. I will check with my yeah. wife, because she goes through my messages all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> this is a joke. But uh but okay, yeah, so 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 beerly funny. And you left you left your day job or your day job left you? <laughs> I left my day job. So, so what, you to pursue comedy full time? Uh yes, but you know, there were extenuating circumstances and I don't we don't have to go into as much detail, but just to kind of quickly give you a little overview. Um, it's one of those things I'd been at in my job for a while, and they were great people, but it just wasn't the right fit for me. I just didn't have a passion and really an interest for it. So oh. I'm still doing some contract work with them on the side. But, you know, I had never had a passion for anything in my life. And then comedy came into my life, and then I left it for a little while. We can talk about that if you want later. But um, then got back into it and just realized I this is what I wanted to do. So I had already been hosting shows since June and I'd grown my portfolio of venues a, a, little, a few months. And then back in September, I was like, you know what? I think I, I the main, the main push was real estate. Mm. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I had a cute little townhouse and um, just realized I don't want to be a homeowner anymore. So I decided to sell my house. So mm-hmm. selling my house, I realized I actually, I believably had some equity in it. And I decided, well, this would be enough equity to fund myself for a year. Why don't I quit my job and just try to do this full time and see what happens? I will tell you, this is the Comedy Zone podcast. So full disclosure, yeah. I do not have enough experience to do stand-up comedy full time. Mm. It's two and a half years in. I don't have the the material. I just did my first 30-minute set. So I do not have these delusions That's of grandeur great. of being a professional stand-up comedian but I do think that there's an opportunity to bring comedy to people. Mm-hmm. And with the show production value and with my experience with event planning, it just I think I can afford uh, to give people more stage time um, and bring laughter to more people. And um, both public like venues, uh, bar shows, breweries, and then also private events. So that's really where I'm kind of event seeing the business. Planning, that's a great skill set to have yeah. coming into comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and your attitude about about this and knowing, mm-hmm. kind of knowing where you're at, what you're doing, you sound more like a comic who's ready to be successful than most of the other ones who just run around saying they're the greatest thing in the world and not really. Yeah. Well, if that could happen, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I basically gave my year, I, I, myself a year. It's kind of, I'm seeing this as a delayed gap year. Mm-hmm. So if it takes off, great. I've given myself a 12 month, now 10 month uh, runway. And if it doesn't, then hopefully I can find a job that's better suited to my skill set that I have a real passion for that's maybe closer into the industry. You know, with being, you know, a woman of a certain age, which is approximately 39, um, I <laughs> never, had a, <laughs> never had a passion for anything matter. in life before. You know, I'm single, no kids. Hello, fellas. Um, all right. All right. <laughs> all right. But, There's know, a passion. There's a goal right there. I heard it. You all heard that. Um, Good for you. But not just having a delayed passion. I'm trying to make up for lost time. And I mentioned this before, and I'll go ahead and mention it again. The Comedy Zone has an amazing stand-up comedy class. That's how I first got into stand-up is I took the Comedy Zone class, and I loved it, and I did well at our graduation. What I made you take it? Um, <laughs> uh, I was on a first date, and oh. um, 
the guy told me that he took the class and uh, showed me his video, and I was like, <laughs> I could do better. Oh, my God. Uh, was this Jason? It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't me. So, it was not me. No, but very nice guy. Very nice guy. That did not work out. But the um, class took the class. Actually, roped a friend in to take it with me, and it, we just, it just popped up on our timeline that I it was five that. years ago, like yesterday, I think. That we took the class and did the graduation. And then I went to an open mic afterward at the Fort Mill Comedy Zone, which no longer is there. Oh, man. That's Will's Mill. home. Yeah. Great room. All, yeah, that's my home. Yeah. Well, mm. Mm, not so much for me. Um, I went to the open mic there, and it was all comics. <laughs> and I didn't know any better. I would, there was no Comedy Zone alumni page, no real support system after you finished the Who's class. Who was the host? Um, it was, he just moved up north. Putt Putt, Patrick Putt Putt Stewart. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, so that was after me. I okay. hosted that. I hosted that open mic for like two years. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love that room. Okay. Yeah. So I did the open mic. Mm-hmm. Did all new material as you're not supposed to do, because uh, I was a superstar. I was going to be completely famous and do whatever I wanted. And it was a real embarrassing moment for me. And I was not prepared for that because you go from the high of graduation to the low of yeah. open mic and a room full of people that love you to. Yeah, just get off my stage. It's my turn to be on there, all all comics. And I get it now, but I was so embarrassed and just disappointed in myself that I was like, oh, everyone was just being nice and laughing because they were being friendly. So I quit. And it actually lasted three years. I quit for three years. Wow. Right. From that one night? Forgive me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just was not emotionally prepared for it. And I need, I just, I wasn't ready at the time. So now, three years later, I've been doing this for two and a half years back in the game. And I'm making up for lost time. So So let me ask yeah. you though, because that, that three years, that's interesting. So in the three years, were there a lot of moments where you're like, ah, I should get back, but y- you kind of didn't? Or did you uh, even yeah. have that inclination? Off and on, off and on. Friends that knew about the class or even coworkers who had heard that I'd taken it, they're like, you should really get back at it. Or are you going to keep going? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And I was like... I it just, it just, I needed the structure. That's why I love the class so much. Cause for me, I'd love structure and you know, with comedy, there's zero structure at all. You, it's the stage will always be waiting for you. If you take time off, it, it'll be there when you are ready to come back. And one of my um, comedy inspirations, actually, um, you may know him. His name is Will Jacobs. He oh, told me. Oh God, it's getting deep in here, everybody. <laughs> make a black man blush. It's my band. I was he, on board. All the way up there. I had you. Yeah, had your back. No, it might be no. a commercial that needs <laughs> to happen right now or something. Tell your truth, Lauren. <laughs> at, the, at the end of a show one night, we were in the back of the room, and we were there with another friend of the podcast, Evan Pitfield. Mm-hmm. And you were talking to us about stand-up. This was shortly after I started going back to Mike's and you said you know what comedy will take you as far as comedy wants to and I thought that was a lovely sentiment because it doesn't matter like there's so many different do you remember saying this yes okay (laughs) you had a look of no, no, I was Jason was messing with me. I was, uh, you know, he be hating on my when I get my (laughs) Yoda on. (laughs) He be hating, but But you know, you're just so focused on what I'm going to say about you. I get it. Okay, Um, (laughs) I cannot wait, Lauren. (laughs) But but it was one of those things. It's it struck me as like you know you can. There's people out there. Bless their hearts. They're never going to make it. Maybe that's one. That's me. I don't know. But you can work and work and work. But there's all different avenues that you can go to in comedy, and it it'll kind of suss itself out for it. You just have to keep yeah, going. So just keep going. I know that I, lo- I lost that time and I regret it, but at the same time I can't cause I just wasn't ready, but I'm, I'm here now for it completely. So. I mean, there another way to look at that is that that three years is three years you needed. So it wasn't wasted time at all. Yeah. That was time that you needed to, 
to germ up the the mm-hmm. you know the enthusiasm to do this to mm-hmm. to to for, to for some people beat yourself up enough to to say all right I got to yeah. do it now I can't let this go on any longer yeah so then um, what made me get back is I I don't know I just had this desire to do something I'd been looking at like volunteering and I was like you know screw volunteering um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know try, that's right so many people have the same actually I, I have um, partnered Beerly Funny has partnered with Purpose Charlotte. Purpose CLT, uh, they're non, they're they're an organization that helps nonprofits in Charlotte, and we partnered with them for an event. I think it was last month, um, a food drive and donation drive, and it was a really awesome event. So I want to do nonprofits. That's my previous work history was with all with nonprofits. So I have a heart for that. So I joke about the volunteering, but I do want to help give back by partnering with these nonprofits. So, um, but where was I going with that? Um, so I got back into it and shout out to Debbie Millwater with crowd play events. Cause she's a friend of the comedy zone and mm-hmm. works with them end a lot. The, end of the podcast. End of the podcast. She's been Debbie. on here. Absolutely. And, um, s- she provides stage time at the comedy zone. So I needed the structure. So I signed up for an open mic. She, it was like a month lead time. And so I said, okay, I wrote a fresh five. I went up there. I freaked out and I, um, <laughs> forgot my material for a little bit. <laughs> and, um, but I still did it, and I did my five minutes, and then um, I was going out of town for a work trip. So I knew, if okay, if I bomb, I'm going to be leaving the state. So it's like it never happened the next day. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so then, um, then while it was great, gone, actually. my sister was watching my dog, and long story short, um, there was an incident with the dog, and my niece's friend and the dog, my dog, bit her, and... Mm. Enough that she had to go to the emergency room and then the hospital. And then um, there was a the pediatrician of the the mom and the daughter said, well, the dog might be rabid. There'd no, be no reason for there to be an unprovoked attack. And I had only had Wyatt for a year. And anyway, um, this is... Can we get a violin? Can someone <laughs> do a violin so or a So I came back and it was a very hard, very heart-wrenching <laughs> decision. And there a lot of things came into play. Please don't send me hate mail. But I had to make the decision for the sake of the family and my sister and a lot of other things. I had to put the dog down. Oh my and it gosh. Was extremely emotional. And I could not be at home. So I started hitting mics three, four nights a week. I was just, just so depressed. But anyway, that also helps speed up my comedy. If you want to cut this part, Brian, feel free. <laughs> I'll take it right <laughs> out. You got it. Brian not. always <laughs> says he's going to cut it, and he does not cut Dr- it. Drop that in another episode. Dr- yeah. yeah, we don't do any post-production. <laughs> yeah. Drama goes, is oh, such we'll, a part we'll of comedy. Of don't worry about it. You'll hear it. You're, you're gonna hear it. <laughs> it's so anyway, you know, everyone caught from, from tragedy plus time equals comedy, right? So I have one joke about my Wyatt, and... Um, I can't do any more than that, but it really put a light under me to just get out there and just find something that gave me joy. And so I've become really passionate about, you know, you never know what somebody's going through Mm -hmm. and, um, coming to a comedy performance, if you can just make them laugh and forget about all the crap that they're having to go through in their life, it's, it's meaningful, Mm. you know, and you can create those moments of joy and that's what I want to do. I think we've uh, we've all had some kind of experience like that where it's after a show someone comes up and and it says, "Hey, this has been going on in our lives." Yeah. Man, yeah. we needed a laugh tonight and you were the you were the, the total the medicine for that. Thanks very much. Like that's a couple times that's happened. Some of them mm-hmm. are heart-wrenching. One one uh, guy said his wife had been suffering Alzheimer's and it was getting into later stages and they came and she had so much fun laughed like he hadn't heard her laughing. I mean, it brought tears to your eyes. It was kind of 
So I fully appreciate that, yeah. that yeah. sentiment about it. I haven't had any comments like that, but maybe one day. <laughs> That's just Jason's way of <laughs> letting us all know he's been funny <laughs> at different times. That's, you know, I, uh, I got more. If you guys want to hear more, I can really, we can get into There's it. There's one guy with PTSD from uh, Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, so that, but, but, but you know what, though? That is, that is part of the, the healing sort of property of comedy is that you do get those people that come up after that and those are the moments because a lot of times the checks ain't shit. The money (laughs) is not what does it. That's right. It's those experiences and those people and those, you know, those sorts of things that do sustain you in that way. It feels the fire of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the fire of wanting to go out and do it more and more when the money's not there, when Mm -hmm. you got too many other things going on. Many, many times where the money's not there. Yeah. Many, many times. Can I say most? Most of the times (laughs) when the money's not, just not anywhere near what I'm doing. My uh, my landlord is now accepting shared experiences as rent. Oh, great! So, which is it's fantastic. Is it's like really, a, is really it great. a house? Is you own more it's, houses? It's, like a, it's super helpful. Good. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So so yeah. ultimately, Lauren, do um, they have another place for rent where you are? They do. They have <laughs> one right next door. You can, nice. Yeah. So so ultimately, you know what? You know, do you do the thing like with the goals, or okay, this is what I want to do, or this is where I want it to go? Like, where are you in terms of? what you see comedy being for you. When you say goals, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what does that mean exactly? Like stuff you want to happen. (laughs) (laughs) When you say stuff... (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, You know, I have been told that I need a business plan. Um, I have also told myself I don't want to write a business plan. So um, those kind of conflict with each other. I... Are you okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm fine. A little counterintuitive. No, I just I hear you one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so I think I think because I've had the quote unquote luxury of having a year runway, I've been really. It's like a duck underwater, you know, or like you see the duck looks really smooth on top of the water, but underneath mm-hmm. they're paddling like mm-hmm. crazy. Um. Uh. That was to stall to come up with a better answer. So your um, goal, your goals are between <laughs> the, you as a producer, producing of shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is that in conflict with your goals as a comedian? Are those I love two that things? you asked that. I love that you asked that. So I think my goals are just to find the right avenue for me, like you, like Will said. Uh, the great Will Jacobs said. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> All right. You know what? <laughs> Fastest way to put brakes on this goddamn podcast is saying shit like that. I'm just trying like to that. get him on my show at a lower price. That's Shutting what I'm down. buttering him up. Shut uh, She's playing you, Will. <laughs> as far as comedy being able to take you as far as comedy wants to, I'm, I, you know, I never envisioned my shows going outside of Charlotte. And here they are, you know, three, four shows are outside of Charlotte because that's where the demand is for comedy. Because uh, the Charlotte market... Good thing it's saturated. There's full. There's tons of shows, which is great, but those communities don't always want to drive all the way into Charlotte, you know, to have shows. Yeah. So that's something. Also, um, I am doing a private gig in March. And that's cool. So mm, maybe sure. private gigs. Yeah. Uh, maybe I can afford Will with a private gig rate. Well, um, no. I'm, I'm hearing. <laughs> happen. I'm hearing great things that you're talking about with your show. Uh, yeah, why do you think you. you mentioned other shows in town? Some uh, some shows are good. Some shows are complete shit. Um, I don't want to, you know, 
put too fine a point on it, but uh, that's a, why are your shows successful? Because they are, because you can tell they are. People want to do your shows. People are showing up. I'm very fortunate. Um, Very fortunate. Because, you know, sometimes comedians' schedules change and I can book another comedian. Like, you know, um, (laughs) not Will Jacobs, though. (laughs) Um, She gestured to Will, who laughed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think the event background really helps and the marketing and the business experience because I've worked in, you know, I used to work for the Chamber of Commerce. That was my first job out of school. So um, being able to have that relationship building expertise and the communication and, and having the luxury of not having a day job, I can communicate. I can go stop in. I can talk with them. Um, I just have more, I have the luxury of more time to plan. I also have the background, again, with the marketing and the sales experience and the event planning. So, I mean, Uh that's a big part of it. Uh, I don't know if you've talked about it much as far as the show production goes, but the crucial linchpin in all of these shows is the relationship you have with the venue. Sure. So if those expectations are being met and you have a clear, they have a clear expectation and you've been, you've clearly explained to them what makes a successful show it's going to be a successful show. And if you're in with it in it together, that's a, that's a big miss sometimes. Yeah. Big time. And it is not easy to produce a successful show. So we will go a little more in depth, uh, into that after the break. How many servings of fruits and vegetables should you be eating? This is a 60-second wellness tip powered by OrthoCarolina. The magic number is five. Three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruits have been connected to lower risk of certain cancers, stroke, and heart disease. Fruits and vegetables are a great source of essential vitamins and minerals in addition to plenty of fiber to maintain a healthy gut and reduce the risk of colon cancer. And they're high in vitamin C and potassium. If five servings seems like a lot, consider starting your daily vegetables with your first meal of the day. Snack on fruits and vegetables instead of whatever your current go-to snacks are. Use vegetables as the main ingredients in other dishes like baked goods and chili, and whenever you can, get fresh vegetables, especially in the summer when they are in season. This has been your 60-second wellness tip powered by OrthoCarolina, official team physicians of the Carolina Panthers and proud sponsor of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more tips or to make an appointment, visit orthocarolina.com. Welcome back. We have the amazing Lauren Ainsley with us, and we were kind of talking about, yeah, we were kind of talking about her room, and part of what I wanted to ask you was, what was sort of the, what made you decide I want my own comedy room? Because not everybody does that. Many comedians, I mean, most of us don't. So what made you decide that? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Um, I just kind of wanted to be able to do my own thing and pick the comics that I thought deserved to be on the stage. And um, when you say room, you mean with an S on the end, right? Because I have several now. Am <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I getting that I one, Pastor? I when they stunt on us, Jason. <laughs> I love this. You're right. Rooms. What made you decide to be the P. Diddy of comedy? <laughs> um, P. Diddy. Who is that? No, I'm kidding. Ooh. I'm kidding. That's a joke. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's, I'm very white. That's a joke. Um, 
I just wanted to be able to have the control of, I mean, honestly, I wanted to be able to put the comics up that I thought were funny that I wanted to see perform. Which brings up a good question of how do you go about booking? Are you strictly looking at Charlotte? What's your kind of philosophy on that? You're trying to bring the best talent yeah. in? I mean. So I, I, at one point I had seven rooms and I'm kind of contracting that a little bit. Seven rooms? Seven rooms, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Eight shows because I had two at Bold Missy with the open mic and the regular showcase. So yeah, oh eight, eight shows. Uh, that was too many. It was too much, especially if I want to go into the private gigs, just being able to have the time because I would post on social media all the time to the point it was becoming annoying to people. So I've learned a lot from just that experience of how often to post and that kind of thing. And, and to be effectively run that many rooms, it takes a lot of time. And I wanted to be able to have more time freed up to do other types of shows like the private gigs and things. So... Just uh, I'm asking about how, how do you go about booking? I mean, especially you're talking about seven, six, seven rooms, eight mm -hmm. shows... Uh, and what's your style? Do you like multiple people on a show? Do you like the standard three-person show? I mean, I'm uh, just kind of curious what you're... Yeah, so um, it, I think it just depends. I kind of get a feel for the room and what the room wants. Like um, with Bold Missy, um, it's because it's a woman-owned brewery, I like to have women, women features. Actually, I'm having my first all-women show in January. This is the first time I've had an all-women show, period, and it's going to be a Bold Missy. I think that's, that's pretty exciting. cool. That's great. Yeah. Um, but... It's not all been women features, but um, I just knew that that was going to... I kind of feel the room out again. I knew that's kind of a little bit of a cleaner venue for me. Um, and then I have some venues that are like, yeah, no content restrictions, whatever. I am very fortunate in that I've actually only approached two venues for shows, and the rest of the venues sought me out through wow. either Instagram or referrals from the other venues. Mm. So that's why I ended up with so many. Um, is just word of mouth and referrals. So, or they just want to have a comedy show because we're in a boom right now. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone loves comedy right now. Um, and they love good comedy right now. <laughs> There's That's definitely great. a difference. But yeah, I just feel the room out. And um, I know that through the experience that I've gained with this, it just depends on the room. So like Bold Missy is usually five, six performers. And then um, I have a show in Harrisburg, and that's usually me plus three others. And that's a feature and then two 20-minute spots. So you got 30 minutes closing out the show and then 20 minutes on the others, too. And then for the venues, because they're breweries or they're bars or whatever, um, whatever type of venue, a lot of them want to do a beer break, which mm. is very frowned upon in the comedy community, I understand, because you're taking a break in the middle of the show. But if I may say this, I'm a very good host, so I'm good at getting them their attention back and the energy back Look for the you. final that's performer. Right. Confidence, I know. <laughs> I'm so, loving this. Right. That's my biggest struggle. My biggest struggle has been valuing myself, my time, my pricing. It's it's all a work in progress. Um, but the biggest challenge for me doing all of this has definitely been valuing myself. So it's mm. it's been a journey. I'm still working on it. But two months in, just trying, you know, paddling under the water as fast as I can just to figure it out because I know I have a limited runway before either this takes off or I mm -hmm. put my resume out there for other jobs. <laughs> I know we keep needling for this from you, but what does taking off mean to you? <clears throat> the great Will Jacobs once said <laughs> oh, God. that... Stop the podcast. Wait, Stop it. I'm, I'm, hold on. You do not have to do that. You don't have to do that. The great <laughs> Jason Allen King. Why are you to be King. a hater? <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, Lauren? Please. Comedy, comedy will take two, you as far as comedy wants to. Neanderthal men. I don't see myself as a club comic. 
mm-hmm. don't see myself closing out a show and, and dealing with everything they have to deal with, with the, the, even the things like, I think about the minuscule things like the check drop. That is daunting to me, losing the room. Um, and I just, I don't see myself as that. I see, I, I'll put it out in the universe. I'm a little shy about saying this, but I would, I would love to be not a motivational speaker, but maybe um, have a message that I deliver with comedy that's inspirational in some way mm-hmm. and uplifting to other people mm-hmm. and about inspiring confidence. I'm not there yet, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of an idea that's bubbling. Uh, also, I don't mind being not in the spotlight. I don't mind knowing that I helped this person get there. I don't need the kudos. I don't need the, the spotlight. I love recognition, but it can be by the people who know what's happening behind the curtain kind of thing. So, yeah. No, I know when you first started to say that, you mentioned me. <laughs> what was it that I said that inspired some of what you just um, said? That you, you the quote. You want me to just say it again? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because oh people God. tune in, they tune this out. Is gratuitous just, at this I'm point. Like, please, please. She's got the floor. Well, you said before, you said comedy will take you as far as comedy wants to. Right. So it's the direction. I mean, there's all different types of directions. You can be a comedy show writer like uh, one of our friends. I totally am blanking on her name. Spencer. Spencer, Spencer Taylor. Spencer, Spencer used to Taylor. Be, yeah. Thank you. She former, just, former, former co-host the first of the Comedy yeah. Zone podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So she moved to New York, and now she's out in L.A. writing for the show Mixish. That's right. Mixed dish. That's right. Yeah. What's it? What? Yeah, you said it right. Mixish. Mixed dish. Yeah. Yeah. Mixed dish mm-hmm. with a D. Mixed dish. Yep. Um, so that's inspirational. Uh, you've got some other comics I know from Greenspread that just went up to New York just to try to make it. They're young. They're in their early 20s. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can be a club comic. You can be a corporate entertainer. You can uh, be a writer. You can so do many avenues. so many yeah. avenues. Yeah. And um, I think that for me, I've, I've never had a passion before now. So I'm still, you know, in com- comedy terms, two and a half years in, I'm very much a baby at this. So I I don't know. I'm just, I'm open to the possibilities. I'm excited for you because I've said this, some of the same things. Like, it, the, mm-hmm. you know, feeling a passion for something. Like, who knows what's going to happen? Like, I'm excited for you. This is mm-hmm. kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. That's I'm rooting for you. But for so, folk, but but I'll just say for folks that have you know, because both all of us here have worked sort of day jobs that have nothing to do with comedy, yeah. and a lot of the people you encounter never find a passion. They never mm-hmm. have a yeah. thing that lights a fire in them that they wake up in the morning and that's all they can think about. And it's right. like to be to have that is to be fortunate. Because 90% of folks never have that. So the fact that, you know, you have something that excites you in that way is, uh, is big time. And, and to go down that path and to turn it into multiple rooms and everything else, like, like that is literally what it's all about. So when people say, well, what is making it? You know, that is very subjective. Right. And, yeah. you know, like I'm doing something I love making people laugh, like I've already made it. If I never get a network deal or whatever, I've already made it. So it's, it's awesome to hear your testimony in that way that you, you had sort of, you had something, something inside of you that wasn't filled up and comedy sort of did that. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that's just great to hear. 
That's great to yeah. hear. Uh, and what's also frustrating and that I'm also really motivated about is that comedy is the least appreciated and valued art form. Oh. It's the most taken for granted. And I say, mm-hmm. if, a, if a comedian makes it look easy to where people are like, oh, I could do that, it's because they've worked that much harder to make it look easy. It's the same thing with graphic design, with artistry, with whatever. If it looks art- artistry, I guess that's the right word. But if the, it looks easy, it's because they've spent so much time making it look that way. Um, and I do want to give a shout out to Jason Allen King. No, that's not, not at um, all. What? That is not at all necessary. I do. I do you don't nobody want to do that. You, you have. <laughs> I want to be. I, I don't be know either, here. so maybe I should right. listen. You, the diplomat. you, you honestly She's do have this way of making comments that are pointed but meaningful. Like it shows in things. Mm. You're very, you're an influential person, whether you realize it or not. You are. That's very kind of you yeah. to say. Yeah. I and will... you always do it with kindness and truly caring about the person when you give feedback, and that's appreciated. Thank you very much. I won't pull a will and go all crazy and make you repeat it <laughs> or anything. I don't have anything I... else to add to that. That was the extent <laughs> of the compliment. That's all I'll tell you. You know what? <laughs> I will tell you. See that, Will? I'm a nice guy. That's, that's what I was kind. Thank you very much. I appreciate <laughs> it. And I do try to do that. I try to, I'm, I, I'm not too far from where you're at so i for me to to do anything uh, but false humility no no not at all it, it's the the idea that uh you know we're we've all been there we're all kind of in some degree walking the same the same path so i can appreciate that sometimes that uh, a boost is helpful what what why would i ever want to tell someone what they're doing wrong how about I'll be the guy to pat you on the back. If you want to hear tough love and all that other shit, oh, go to, yeah. go to somebody else. You've definitely else. given me opposite feedback <laughs> than the pat on the back. But Tell it, Lauren. God I, damn it. Tell the truth, I, You're one of the few Don't that maybe, I, maybe I've podcast. given you the business. There was, a, there was an open mic at one of the God damn it. You were remembering this? I remember everything <laughs> you say. That's what I'm saying. It's gems. It's gems. Oh, my God. So, so I went up at an open mic and um, did not have the greatest set. There were three drunk guys in the front. Do you remember this now? And I I lit into them so Ugh. hard. And that is not my style. But I was like, I was just pissed off and irritated that this set had not gone well. And I walked back to my seat. And I was sitting next to Jason. I said, oh, I was a little hard on them. He's like, you think? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, that was unnecessary. And I... I ended up Mr. Going, Positivity. Is that what he whoops. did? I ended up going up to one, the leader of the drunk guys, and they were leaving. And I said, I just want to apologize. They're like, no, you were great. You were hilarious. Thanks. I said, okay, cool. I'm not. Look at that. So I, yeah, kind of made up for it. But. <laughs> I may have just been one of the other drunk guys. That might have been what happened. I might have been drunk and been like, you know what? Leave us alone. I don't know what I said. So. No, you were you were gave me an important lesson there. So thank you. All right. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Talk more about Will and what he's done. So let me let me ask you because you know a lot of times you know whenever we have comedians on, I know for a fact that like when you make this decision to make this your path, especially when you have a career or you had something you were doing before that. Sometimes your family is on board, sometimes they're not. Where was your family at in terms of support for this passion or or this path you chose? I'm going to tell them when this podcast is released. Um, they still don't know. No, that's, that's a total lie. They are completely aware. Um, so my parents are divorced. My mom um, raised my sister and me, and my dad has always been very involved in our lives, but just from a um, less present because he's he just... 
they were in different states. So mm-hmm. he's done as much as he could. Mm-hmm. My mom, super supportive that I did stand up. She came to my class graduation. She's been to a lot of my shows. She's booked me at her church social hall um, before. So you. that's confidence yeah. in your daughter right that there. Is, wow. Yeah. She had me tell my dirtiest joke there, which tells you I'm not that dirty. <laughs> um, but she's super supportive. <laughs> My dad was a little bit less so. I was a little bit more hesitant to tell him. Um, my mom was like, please get insurance. Please get insurance. Please get insurance. And that was her main thing. Insurance? So. What kind of insurance? Benefits. Just oh, just like health insurance. Healthcare, okay. Health insurance, yeah. Right. So I have that covered. Um, and my dad was like, oh, okay. <laughs> 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 He's like, all right. Oh, um, man. Because he, he owns his own business, so he gets it. Um, and Beerly Funny is a business, by the way. It's a legit LLC. It's a business. Um, but I had no doubt. Yeah. Hearing you just, talk t- tonight, I, that's yeah. exactly what I thought. Like but um, I, I have been starting to write a little bit of material about it, how my mom's introducing my sister and me. My sister and I are very different how... You know, I can imagine her introducing us, and she's like, oh, yes, these are my daughters. This is my daughter, Beth. She's an engineer. She's very smart. She's married to give me my only granddaughter, Brooke. <laughs> and um, a few seconds go by, and I'm like, Mom. She's like, oh, yes, yes, of course. Um, this is my other daughter, Lauren. <laughs> she's approaching 40. Um, <laughs> never never married. No grandkids for me from her. And she recently quit her full-time job with healthcare to pursue stand-up comedy. <laughs> but did I mention my daughter, Beth? Very smart. She, she went to Clemson. So... Oh, yeah. 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 Motivational speaker. I could see it right now. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly I never, it. ever, ever wanted to own my business. It was never something I was interested in. Um, it's one of those things you ask what your goals are, what's your path. Um, I look back and see in my previous jobs that they all kind of led me here. And I've been able to take things that I've learned from all those jobs to here. And it looks like there's a path, but I really. Here just you are. Yep. Figuring it out as I go. So. Hmm. As far as your comedy, what uh, do you remember your first joke? What was your first good joke? First one that not the first, first one you ever wrote, the first joke? one that you really lay you're like, all right, I'm doing this. I'm I'm a comedian. Oh yeah, okay. Well, I've I've told it for a while, but I I do really like it. It's, and um, you don't ha- necessarily have to tell it. I know people yeah. get squirrely about telling the No, jokes. it's fine. It's my about. Instagram handle. Um, oh, what is it? so um it's um I'm very tall for my age. The average man in America is five foot ten. The average woman is five foot three, and I'm five foot thirteen. So, um, and there's advantages to being tall. Um, the biggest advantage is that your friends can easily find you in crowded places. Okay, everyone, if we get separated, let's all meet back at Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> my Instagram is tall underscore. That tags my favorite part. Of that, by Lauren the way. underscore five one three. That is because yeah. yeah. I know the joke. That is absolutely my favorite. Tag yeah. to that. Yeah, it's really great. So. Jason loves the height stuff. Yeah. Why? Why? I feel targeted. I feel targeted right now. Because he does it from the opposite. Way. He does it from being short. You know, that's, yeah. It's good stuff. Thanks. Thanks, Will. No, I know, because that's a lot of your, your yeah. material. Well, you do a lot of big waist materials, too. I know. Oh, it's a it is a big waist. Big hips. A lot of big, yeah, big, big hips. Waist. <laughs> Brian over I think I just did Brian have a spit take. He just did a spit take. He's like, did you just say big Wow. <laughs> And Brian does the heist. All he of does. us. Sort we of all beautiful. have. Well, you yeah, have to. I'm a circus freak. I have to acknowledge it. There you go. You can't get up there. I am you. not. I no. want to be very clear no. that I, no. that Brian is alone in that feeling of. <laughs> so you don't you don't work dirty at all? 
Lauren? Um, I've tried. I tried dipping my toe in it. It just felt weird. I said the F word on stage. I feel weird saying it right now. I say it in just my regular yeah. business emails, but like... <laughs> <laughs> but just on stage it's just it's not really me you know so yeah. i don't really do it what do you, you have comedy influences that you're oh that's a question i get a lot and i would say if you say will jacobs i'm gonna throw yeah, you out you're, of the you're done um, you're done <laughs> no actually <laughs> I, I, I do or? have to say um there's this guy who i really enjoy his name's Brian Balto. Oh God! Um, God. This <laughs> is so funny. Really? Are you scowling? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just I do six minutes every five years. How, how <laughs> Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Um, but I, I, if I was going to say anyone, I would think I would say Ella DeGeneres because mm. it's possible to be funny without targeting anyone, without mm. making someone your punchline. I don't want anyone to come to a show and feel bad about themselves. And I think it's a shame when people are scared to sit in the front row because they're scared they're going to get picked on. But it mm. happens, and I understand. But I don't want somebody to be the the punchline at a joke at a show in a negative way. It's fascinating because I've seen people love being picked on in some regards, mm. but teased, not insulted to the point where they're mm. they're getting upset or they're storming out or something, which right. I've seen before. And I never want somebody to feel bad. There's for a lot of comics who lean into that kind of mm -hmm. shit, so I, I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so. that's fine. That's fine for them. That's just not my style. Yeah. So. What uh, first? Uh, what's the first curse word that comes out of your mouth usually? Like, what's the thing that you go to? Great question. Mm. I like that. Mm. I, I'm, we're mean, doing a little behind the actor studio here. Guy's if you guys yeah, picked it up, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing. I, I wrote a couple, of that, and that yeah, was one that good, I always that's liked. A good one. I mean, the F word. That's that's my yeah. go-to. Yeah. I won't make you say it, but we should probably make her say it, though, right? Somebody's got to say fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to say it. I was going to say fiddlesticks, but... Ooh, oh, that's a good one. Is strong. <laughs> no, I'll say it. I'll say it. Are you ready? Yep. Yeah. I can edit it out. Yeah. Bleep. <laughs> well done. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. My favorite... Bleep. That's, <laughs> God damn, that's great. Long All right. The entire point of leaving your job is to be able to say the F word. That's... Pretty accurate, actually. Yeah, but I'm still, you know, you know, it's like a business owner. You're still, your clients are your bosses now, right? So you still have a higher standard that you want to hold yourselves to. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I just feel bad about myself well, now. Fuck me. Fucking hey. <laughs> She's right. Jesus. We got sponsors and all types of shit. <laughs> right, Brian? Yeah, they're on board. <clears throat> Excuse me. They know what they got into. They don't so give a fuck. Did we wake you up over there? Yeah. Brian, what Yeah, sorry. I got a, a little... <laughs> I've had some milk. Jesus. And it's causing some problems. <laughs> so uh, where can people, if people want to keep yeah. up with you on social media, want to find out about your rooms or what you're doing, where can they go? Uh, Beerly Funny, B-E-E-R-L-Y, Beerly Funny on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to find me, my current, my page is probably, my name might change, but right now it's Lauren Ansley, a Beerly Funny comedian. And uh, my personal Instagram is... I didn't know how Instagram worked, so <laughs> my, my she said marketing. She said marketing <laughs> was her. I'm figuring out as I go, but it's at tall underscore Lauren underscore five one three. So I've been told Easy I can to change type it. In. So. Yeah. Or you can follow the hashtag Meet Back at Lauren. Now Ansley oh, nice. for people. That, how do I spell Ansley? A N S L E Y. There you go. 
Now, well, this is going to be, uh, we're going to get out here in a second. This is going to be our last podcast for the end of the year. Of right? 2019, yep. Okay. Yep. Well, our last, our last, a, like a fresh origin. podcast. We'll yeah. take Christmas a week off. We'll do a best of the week between so, Christmas. And so, it's Christmas is coming up. I mm-hmm. ask this to everybody: Do you open Christmas uh, presents on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning? Anybody? Mm, good question. Christmas morning, I think I do. Okay, Christmas morning. I'm Christmas morning. Uh, my family was always Christmas Eve. Wow. Mm, Christmas wow. Eve night before midnight mass, we would open up our presents. You're yeah. a monster. Is yeah. okay. oh, I know. I know. Okay. Right? Wow. It's, that's why it turned out the way it did. <laughs> For me, it's Christmas Day, but we did talk her mom into letting us open one gift. One gift. Cri- I was waiting to see if anybody would say that. You know yeah. what? I'm glad you brought this up because now I want to go around the room. Brian, what is your favorite Christmas memory? Oh, nice. Wow. Um, as this very sad child, like what was the thing? Yeah, as a, as a really, <laughs> usually moping around the house on Christmas Eve. Oh, no, it, it just uh, you know I just have memories of uh, you know being with a family. All my grandparents are gone now. Great aunts and uncles and stuff like that are all gone. So I just have memories of uh, we had a small family, and just uh, you know memories of getting the family together and um, on Christmas. It was really kind of the only time we ever really all got together in one room. So it was, yeah, I think it was just That's those. Great. Those little uh, Christmas parties and stuff. The food, you know, uh, a bunch of old uh, Polish women spending all day in the kitchen. And, oh, man, <laughs> just nothing better. Great food. Yeah, it was great. Great yeah. food, yeah. yeah. What about you, Laura? Um, mine is more materialistic than that. Um, <laughs> 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 nothing wrong with it. <laughs> that was, uh, we would, when we went to my cousins in Columbia, we all, all, Santa had put out all of the gifts and everyone had their own little section of gifts and there was a gumball machine and I was immediately jealous of whoever the gumball machine was. It was full of all this bright color gumballs and um, I realized it was mine and I was just filled with joy. Oh my gosh, I got my own gumball machine. <laughs> also family. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yeah. My, mine revol- uh, kind of revolves around family, but I had t- two unique experiences. I had grandparents. One side of the family were sort of, they weren't super wealthy, but they were, you know, good to do people on one side. And I remember we'd go up there to my grandmother's, and it was just so much family around, and everyone put presents under the tree, and it was just that you couldn't even see the tree. I mean, it was like crazy. So that was always fun to see that you only got like a couple presents. But it was just everyone was around. It was just like this huge party. And then the other side, my were my the West Virginia folks, my mom's side of the family were they're just the literally the best people in the world. And my grandparents didn't have a lot of money. Every year, my grandparents would give us socks. That's what they would give us as a as a present. My brother and I would just w- couldn't wait to get the socks. It was like the but it, they were wow. so happy. And I know that that sounds like like a Christmas story, kind of like old school kind of stuff, but that's the truth. It was the most fun thing. Just we knew we were going to get them. We'd open them. We would show them how excited we were. My brother and I would kind of nudge each other. It was like a really nice, good, good moment. That's true. Wow. Well, I think for uh, for me, it was uh, my first Christmas that I remember. I I, I might have been two, three, four years old, whatever it was, but I came down and I saw a bike. And all this stuff under the Christmas tree. And I didn't know like about Christmas or how often it was. So I thought that shit was every day. <laughs> so I came down the next day and I'm like, what the fuck? This is the same stuff I saw yesterday. Oh I God. thought Christmas was every day. And they let me know that it was not. 
<laughs> so that was one of my favorite Christmas memories, was finding out that Christmas wasn't every day. So oh, my God. That's it for me. But uh, to everybody listening, uh, yeah. all our subscribers, thousands. Thousands, right? Thousands, thousands, thousands. thousands. Many yeah. thousands. It's probably more than that, yeah. Good, yeah. yeah. Tens of hundreds of thousands. Tens of hundreds of thousands. Love it. Uh, happy holidays. Yeah. Happy and, holidays, uh, everybody. Yeah. If I may, Lauren, I just uh, want to remind you that... Um, for whatever it's worth, the podcast will take you as far as it wants to. <laughs> mm. Good so, Good 20 Good minutes point. later than it was supposed to, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. Well, happy holidays, happy everybody. Holidays. Happy Merry Christmas. Thank you, Lauren, for happy hanging with us. Absolutely. Uh, Thanks, Lauren. And, and everybody, we'll, uh, we'll see you next year. Right, Brian? Yes, we'll sir. We'll see you next year. Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. 